We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lekumski coming to you from the frozen north of Northfield, Minnesota. And this is Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church, as always in beautiful South St. Louis. And this is Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, basics. the Basics. Matt, I tell you what, I have such mixed feelings about this show. Is that right? This this episode in particular? This episode, yeah, okay. This episode, okay. Not, yeah, so not the. So, well, I think not, we all have mixed feelings about the show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the basics in general. Yeah, that's right. But this particular episode, yes. <laughs> Thank you for pointing that out, uh, because you know I I hate to be wrong. I just hate to be wrong. Uh, my wife Lynn will verify this because I'm wrong a lot of times when I'm discussing with her, but I hate it. But on the other hand, I love to learn new stuff. I love to learn. In fact, at 68, that's the fun thing. There's still so much stuff to learn uh, in in the Holy Scriptures. And that's one of the joys of, of being able to do the Bible study that you and I do. Oh, but so amen. Here, here, here's the problem. So last week, Matt, I said something that, that in, in, in reflection was, was actually pretty foolish. In fact, I was thinking, Matt, what we probably need to do is before we record these episodes, maybe I should discuss with you the things that I'm, I'm thinking about saying, and you could kind of tell me the foolish things that we should leave out. You think that <laughs> okay, we we'll do, we'll do a little editing? Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll, yeah. Well, we'll both do that for each other, John. And <laughs> well, it might make the show incredibly short. <laughs> <laughs> But, but there wouldn't be much material left. That's true. There's we a might. lot to maybe rethink. <laughs> but, but anyway, so here's the foolish thing I said last week. I said, you know, I can't think of a single instance where Jesus tells us that we shouldn't worry. And and what did you say, Matt? What did you say right away? Right away. Well, I, I thought of the, I thought of the Sermon on the Mount uh, that came to my mind, uh, Matthew. Uh, five through seven, I think, especially Matthew six, Jesus talks about you know, about worry, about uh, anxieties, and uh, ends that with verse thirty three about seeking first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and then all their things being added to us as well. So yes, yes, Mister Smarty Pants, <laughs> you. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I, I, <laughs> I think say it, that over the air. No, I think it's just that maybe I've had to wrestle with worry a lot, John, and <laughs> that's a good place to go. So, so yes, yes, you pointed out that passage where, where Jesus actually says specifically, uh, don't worry. <laughs> okay. However, however, Matt, this this prompted me to do a little bit of research on that that particular passage. Good. Uh, and, and at first I thought, no, you're, you're wrong. <laughs> I was right. This is often how it is with my wife, Lynn, too. <laughs> and, you know, at this point I should learn probably no. <laughs> I probably am just wrong. It would be best just to admit. <laughs> but what's no so so I read it in the ESV, which of course is the translation that we normally use. Yes. And I, I noted that it actually doesn't say we shouldn't worry. 
Uh, in fact, you have your ESV, your English Standard Version, open there to Matthew 6, 25. I'm ready to go, John. All right, so just, just read the first part of that, okay. if you would. All right, here we go. Uh, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please notice, please notice. It doesn't say don't worry, <laughs> right? It says don't be what? Anxious. All right, and we all, we all know there's a difference between anxious and worry. <laughs> well, anyway, the, the word there in the Greek is, is Mary, Mary, Mano, Mary Manao. Mary Manao. <laughs> uh, and so I started doing some research, and, and I found out a couple of interesting things for those who like trivia about the Bible. I, I found out that that word worry really isn't used hardly at all in the ESV. Uh, um, it, it's only used in, in uh, um, uh, Luke 12.29. That's the only time the ESV uses the word worry. Can you flip over to Luke 12.29 okay. and read that for us? So so this is, so that's the only time that this Greek word is translated as worry. In, in the ESV. Saying? In the ESV. Yeah, in okay, the ESV, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. All right, so Luke 12.29. And do not seek what you are to eat and what you are to drink, nor be worried. There's right, that word. So, so admittedly, admit, although, see, what's a, that's a different word entirely. That's not Mary Manao there in Luke 12, 29. Oh, okay, here's, okay, got it. Here's what I found, though, was really, really strange. I went to the King James Version because you know that, uh, 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 oh, oh, by the way, I'm sorry. I, I, I really need to pay attention to my notes. Actually, there's some question whether the word actually means worry there in Luke 12, 29, nor be worried. Because actually the, the Vulgate, which is the, the Latin translation, which all of our Roman Catholic brethren have used for ages, and Luther, by the way, Luther also follows the Vulgate's understanding of that word because they translate it to be overbearing or presumptuous, okay? Mm -hmm. so, so the okay. word there might not mean worry at all. I know the ESV translates it worry, but it could actually mean just no be presumptuous, you know. Um, but here's the thing I found really peculiar. So I went to the King James Version um, because, I, I, you know, I love the King James Version. Uh, honestly, people, if you're trying to find the most accurate translation that exists in the English, you cannot do any better than the King James Version. Th those people were so concerned about departing from the original language that if they add words in order to make sense, and sometimes you've got to do that in an English, you have to add words, they, they put them in italics. Did, did you know that, Matt? If you're reading the King James, you see we're in italics that actually isn't yep. in yep. the original Greek. Um, 1611, King James Version. Yep. I did. By the way, what do you think about the King James Version, Matt? Well, yeah, I oh boy, I think it's a faithful translation. Uh, I think it's uh, one that many of our... Um, uh, older members such as yourself, perhaps, John. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, my goodness. All right. Go well, ahead. Near and dear. <laughs> but, you know, I, I do think it's interesting, though, and, and just for our listeners to be aware, there, there are some Christian groups and denominations that will go so far to say, though, that that's the only translation mm, that you can yeah. use. So there are some churches that are King James only. And we'd say, well, wait a second, that's that's taking it too far. Um, it is not as though this is the only Holy Spirit-inspired version of the Bible. Um, again, it was written in 1611, that translation. Uh, it's, it's a fine one to, to study and to know, uh, but it's not as if people didn't have 
God's word until 1611, <laughs> you know, when this, when the King James version came out. But, uh, so that's to take it too far, obviously. And I, I hope our listeners realize that, that if you have the ESV, if you have the NIV, um, please be assured you have God's Holy Spirit inspired word there. Um, it doesn't have to be just the King James version. So just wanted to affirm that too. Uh, in fact, you can go online and this is what I do with some of our adult confirmation classes, John, is there's a uh, some handy helps like where they have a spectrum of Bible translations in English. And one end of the spectrum is more word for word, pretty close to what yeah. the original Hebrew and Greek texts are. The other end of the spectrum is more uh, thought for thought, uh, as they put it, sort of a paraphrase of what the original languages say. And there's a, a whole slew of English translations that fall along that spectrum. Uh, so the ESV, the English Standard Version that we use in worship uh, in many Lutheran churches, um, that's pretty far on the end of word for word. So if you're looking for a translation, yeah, that is uh, pretty close to word for word. I like to say King James, but also ESV too, um, pretty close to that. So that that's kind of helpful to know too. Um, as we're looking at what do we want to use to study God's word? What do we want to use devotionally? Maybe we use a couple different versions uh, to help to understand God's word better. So, so do you have the website, Matt, off offhand? Yeah. Well, well I I've got the printout that I always give out to our our uh, our folks that are uh, becoming Lutheran and want to learn more about what Lutheran Christians believe. Uh, so uh, I'd have to look for the website. But if you Google that, just uh, maybe something along the lines of English versions and uh, you know, accuracy or faithfulness to original language. I'm sure it'll come up, but uh, it's worth having. Well, 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 I tell you what, Matt, uh, now, now people don't understand. We record literally like a thousand episodes when we get together to record. So this has actually probably been recorded back somewhere in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> this episode. <laughs> so so I'm just saying, not that you'd have this information anytime in the immediate future, but perhaps, you know, in a decade from now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, look that up. Look that up and, and maybe share that with us sometime. Because I, sure. I would I would enjoy seeing that. And that way our people don't have to use the Google. I just hate to use the Google because everything you do, they know, you know. <laughs> so, I know it. I know. It's we got, we got big vegetable, we got big Google now. <laughs> yeah, you know, all these people to watch out for, John. <laughs> So, so for me, I, I like the KJV. If I if I want to see, well, what did it? What's the original? What did it say? Because, like I said, it's 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 what really word for word, as you're pointing out. The problem, of course, with the King James is number one, I don't understand it half the time because <laughs> I I don't even I, as old as I am, that I don't speak I don't speak the old English, so I don't yeah. always understand it. Yeah, and I you know, and I I think that's you know not reason to throw the King James out, but yeah, no, to, no. to maybe have another version right next to you to, to check out um, to see what it says. And I think that that helps with it. So yeah, I encourage our listeners to have multiple versions. I think that's helpful. That makes for a, a deeper study of God's Word. And, and the thing that people don't understand, we've actually found more Greek texts since 1611. Yeah, you you yeah. wouldn't think that would be that way, but yeah, we have more yeah. better Greek texts now than they yeah. did, and that's the thing. Some of it there that just it's it's not right. It just isn't. Yeah. And I, uh, I was going to bring that up too, John. Is yeah. I'm glad you glad you mentioned that. Just it it, it does feel it is kind of a an interesting thing to think about that in some ways the further away we get from the original writing of the New Testament, um, the more accurate our translations have gotten yeah. because we've made those new discoveries about uh, older translations or, um, you know, more 
right, you know, accurate translations. So there's there's some nuances that have been uh, added to uh, English versions of the Bible after King James version, like you said, that in some ways made it a little more accurate, even. So again, not just don't throw away your King James version no, either. No, That's no, a fine no. translation, but but yeah, it is an interesting thing that as those discoveries are made, it helps us to have that better understanding, and even uh, oftentimes, like the Dead Sea Scrolls, for instance, affirms that what we've been reading in the Old and New Testament is accurate and true, and is what people have been using for centuries. So. Um, yeah, th those new discoveries don't cause us to doubt God's word, but I think in many ways affirms that, yeah, what we have, what we're reading, that, that really is God's intended word. And, and and so, yeah, it's not like we found some new uh, text of Mark that says, uh, uh, well, actually, it wouldn't work for Mark because Mark doesn't say anything other than the, the women went away in fear. Yeah. They found the tomb empty and they went away in fear. Uh, uh, but, yeah, there's nothing out there that changes anything really in terms of what happened exactly. or, or what we taught. But but we do have more. Ancient, we actually found older text now. Well, But anyway, back to King James, though, and this issue of about worrying. This I surprised was surprised to see the King James never uses the word worry. Isn't that surprising? Does, does it say worrieth? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. They're the, 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 like old English, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> thou shalt not worrieth. Worrieth. <laughs> no, worry, no. It says take no thought. That's their translation. Okay. Take no thought. So take no thought about your life. Now, now before we go any further, because I want to explore that, because I think the King James is on something that's important for all of us to know, and I didn't really know until I started doing this study. Uh, the truth is every other English translation, modern, uh, NIV, NASB, NRSV, they all translate worry. <laughs> Therefore, I tell you, do not worry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so you're absolutely right, Matt. <laughs> Jesus does say that we shouldn't worry. Uh, however, this word Miriamana'o, which is so hard to pronounce, Miriamana'o, um, does have more the sense of the English word care. That, that's really the sense okay. of it to be concerned about. And, and therefore, it's not always a bad word. Uh, the Bible doesn't say you should never worry or Miriamana'o, okay? Because sometimes Miriamana'o is appropriate. Uh, if you would read 1 Corinthians 12, verses 24 through 25, and this is the ESV, but, but I'll ask you to guess which word in this verse actually is Mary Mano'o. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know, verse 24, but God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. Well, and I think you can guess because uh, it's pretty obvious. What yeah, word is so it if, there? So that, like you, like you said, uh, that word care, uh, the same care, Mary Manao, for one another. Yeah, so it's the same word Jesus used when he says, do not Mary Manao. But here, no, actually, Paul tells us that that's what we're supposed to do is, as members of the same body. We should have Mary Manao for one another. In, in the book of Philippians, Paul says the same thing, uh, chapter 2, verses 19 through 20. Sure. I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, so that I too may be cheered by news of you. For I have no one like him who will be genuinely concerned, okay, there's that word again, uh, Mary Manao, concerned for your welfare. 
So again, this is a good thing. It's a good thing to be concerned. And Timothy's concerned, and, and Paul praises him because he's genuinely Mary Manao. So Mary Manao in itself is not a bad thing. Uh, and, and in fact, I, this, is, this is back to the kind of sense of worry again. But, but it, 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 I love Paul because, you know, Paul in 2 Corinthians 11 talks about his sleepless nights. Yeah. And I just love that verse because I have a lot of sleepless nights. We have a mouse in our house, Matt. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. And it causes sleepless nights because you're thinking, are they going to crawl over my face while I'm sleeping? <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> but but Paul, on the other hand, that's not what causes his sleepless nights. Uh, if you could read 2 Corinthians eleven twenty eight, 28, I, I, I didn't realize this. He actually tells us what it is that causes him to have sleepless nights. Second uh, Corinthians eleven twenty eight. You need to buy a cat, John. Maybe that would <laughs> take care of your mouth. Well, well, except Lynn's allergic to cats, so oh, we're using then, traps. We're yeah, going oh, with gotcha, the trap. Yeah. Then, then, then Lynn would have sleepless nights if she's yeah, allergic to cats. Right. All right. Yeah. All right. Second Corinthians eleven. And apart from other things, there is the daily pressure on me of my anxiety for all the churches. And and the word anxiety, of course, again is Mary Manao. But apparently, if an apostle can marry Manao, maybe you and I can marry Manao, mm -hmm. too. So this brought me back to the original verse we talked about where Jesus says we're not supposed to marry Manao. And I realized he actually doesn't say we shouldn't marry Manao. We shouldn't worry. We shouldn't be anxious. But it's what we shouldn't be anxious and worry and marry Manao about. Could you read that verse again now, verse 25, and this time read it in its entirety? Yeah. Uh, Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, uh, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? So, so Jesus isn't saying you shouldn't be concerned about things. He's simply saying, you know, you don't really be, and maybe anxious is really a good translation there. You shouldn't really be all worked up about your life, particularly what you eat and drink and what you wear for clothing. And here's the, here's the interesting thing, Matt. You know why it is that Jesus tells us not to worry about food and drink and clothing? Do, do, do you know what it says in that text? Why he tells us not to worry about that? Well, just that uh, the promise that he's going to provide for us. Uh, you know, he's provided for even the lilies of the field, right? It, Jesus talks about that and in the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, even more, even more, you know, he'll care for us and provide for us. That's reason yeah. enough not to worry. Yeah, yeah. So here's the thing. <laughs> if if God is taking care of plants and animals, right? The birds and the lilies, what what don't you think he's gonna take care of you? Aren't you yeah. more valuable? In fact, that's what he says. Aren't you more valuable? And, and and again he points out, so what good does it be concerned about those things, about again, food and drink and clothing? Because your concern isn't gonna help that at all. <laughs> Did yeah. do you have more food? Do you have more clothing because you're you're so worried and anxious? No, no. In fact, I, I even had another thought to add on to that. I was thinking about what uh, uh, it says in, in Luther's catechism. And, and in Luther's catechism, we're told not only is God going to provide, he's even going to provide for wicked people. You remember what it says in the uh, fourth petition, the meaning of the fourth petition, give us this day our daily bread. You remember yeah. that, Matt? Yeah, yeah. Uh, God gives us daily bread, uh, indeed, without our prayers, even to all the wicked. But we pray in this petition that he would lead us to acknowledge and receive our daily bread with thanksgiving. 
So, so I think what is cool is, is is that basically Jesus is saying, "Look, people, but why are you merry menao about these things? Okay, because you're going to get these things. God even gives them to wicked people. Okay, so there's no need for you to be concerned. He takes care of of, of plants and animals and even wicked people. So certainly, He's going to give you all of this." Uh, as he says in the first article of the Creed, again from the Catechism, all this is done purely out of fatherly divine goodness and mercy without any merit or worthiness in me. So, so it occurred to me that what Jesus is literally saying, he's, saying, he's not saying, you better not worry. If I find you worrying, boy, I'm going to lay the hammer down on you. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, Which I think often is how in my sinful flesh I consider worry. That it's like, oh my goodness, if I don't stop worrying, who knows what punishment? No, 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 no. That's just the opposite of what Jesus said. He said, look, you don't need to be concerned about these worldly, earthly things because I'm going to take care of all that. All right? Yeah. No, I think that's a great insight, John. I really do. I mean, that's really helpful. And, you know, really, if you do worry about those things that God has promised to provide— I mean, that's, that, that is a problem. I would say that is sinful. That's a lack of trust in him. That's doubting his word, doubting his promise. Uh, you know, uh, but there are things that we should be concerned about, uh, that we should have this, quote unquote, worry for, this care for. Um, I, I think, real, just real quick, John, just yeah. an insight in those, those three verses you shared from 1 Corinthians, Philippians, 2 Corinthians, you know, as we were reading through that, the the care or the worry in each case is in a positive light, I would say, but it's always for someone else, for our neighbor. It's always out of love for our neighbor in those three examples, which I think is kind of interesting. The the care for one another, and then Paul's care for the welfare of the Philippians, and uh, uh, and then in that Second Corinthians verse. Uh, the anxiety and care for all the churches. I think that's kind of interesting. So Paul's care isn't for, you know, his day-to-day needs. No, God will provide that. No, Paul's care is for his neighbor, uh, for the churches. So I, I think that's that's a good sort of worry when it's a care for our neighbor. And, and Matt, I thank you for that insight because that brings us back to the thing you said at the beginning of our study where, where Jesus says we shouldn't be concerned about these worldly things. God will provide them for you, so don't worry about it. But what was it that we should put first? What is it that we should seek first? Yeah, so the, the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And, and, and now you've given me a, a really cool insight I hadn't thought of. So the kingdom is these other people. That's where our concern should be in for these other people around us, both those that are believers uh, and those that are unbelievers. Like you said, that's the thing we should be concerned and focused on is this kingdom of God that's coming into the world and wants to embrace everyone and say, look, look, none of you need to worry about your day to day life because God worries about that for you. And God has that concern for you. And God will provide those things for you. And and here's one more cool thing. Uh, um, so we should be concerned about the kingdom, right, Matt? Yes. That's kind of yes. the point. The kingdom, so the reign not, of God. Yeah. It's not about being concerned. Concern is okay, especially about our neighbor, which I think that's a great, great thought, Matt. That's very good to be concerned about our neighbor. Uh, seek the kingdom first. But it's interesting that if you read that same passage where Jesus is talking about not worrying and everything, Luke adds something that that uh, uh, Matthew doesn't have. 
Uh, where is that passage from? Oh, yeah, Luke uh, 12, verse 32. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. So, so Luke has the same kind of things that Matthew has about don't worry, seek ye first the kingdom. And then Luke adds this little note, which I'm so glad Luke adds this note. You want to read that from Luke 12, 32? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So, so even the kingdom isn't, it's something you should be concerned about and focused on, but it's not something you need to worry or fear about. Because it's what God wants to give you. <laughs> you see, he not only wants to give you food, clothing, uh, drink, but he, he certainly wants to give you and, and all the people around us. He wants to give them the kingdom, too, which is why we are then rightfully concerned about our neighbor. Uh, just one. Well, we're out of time. Yeah, we're out of time. But yeah, well, let's pick up with this next time, John. I think there. Uh, this is a great discussion. I think worry is something that we we struggle with. And what does that what does that mean? What does it not mean? Right. We worry about it, don't we? This is <laughs> this is wrestling, wrestling with, with the, basics. the basics. 